Welcome to the Modeling Confidence Podcast. My name is Brooke Lindsay and I'm a confidence coach dedicated to supporting women in practicing self-love, reclaiming their confidence and accepting their bodies. What started out as just some body positive posts on Instagram has turned into a passion for empowering women and amplifying their voices. This podcast will challenge society's definition of self-worth and encourage progress, not perfection. You're listening to the Modeling Confidence Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for yet another podcast episode. My name is Brooke. If you are new to the Modeling Confidence Podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode with a guest who has so much knowledge and insight and wisdom to share with us. I am really excited to be talking to Christy Whitman today, who is a life coach and New York Times bestselling author. And we're talking all about confronting anxiety and fear. Now, I think this is the perfect time to talk about this and how we can channel these things for good because we're living in uncertain times where it's really easy to feel uneasy due to all the constant changes and things that are going on around us that we don't have control over. It can be really unsettling. And so today I'm talking to Christy about how we can confront our anxiety and fear during these stressful times and harness it for good. We talk about a lot of different things, including energy shifting. We also talk about reuniting with ourselves. We also talk about exhausting different outlets, processing overwhelming energies, and how to fully let go of them. And we also talk about our thoughts, how our thoughts create our reality, overcoming the lack mindset and replacing it with a positive mindset. And Christy puts it in such a beautiful way that makes it so easy to understand. And it's, it's almost like an aha moment where you understand that when you have in the past or when you, maybe you're doing it now, when you're coming from a place of lack and you can't expect positive, good things to be happening in your life and to be coming towards you if you are coming from a place of lack. So I'm really excited to share this podcast episode with you guys. We also also talk about loss and the different kinds of loss that Christy has experienced in her life, how she has overcome it and how she worked through it. So it's a really, really beautiful chat. I'm excited for you guys to listen. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for you to hear from today's guest. Christy, thank you so much for joining us on the Modeling Confidence Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you, Brooke. Thank you so much for the invitation. You are so, so welcome. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Absolutely. So I've been a coach. Um, I like to say I've been a coach longer than coaching has been cool. Um, So (laughs) I've been a coach for about 20 years and I started my kind of spiritual uh, conscious journey about 25 years ago, because I was in a place where I had checked the box of all the things that I was told that was going to make me happy. Mm -hmm. And I found myself really depressed because I created, I accomplished all the things that I set out to accomplish at a very early age. And I felt like, is this it? Like, Mm -hmm. is this the purpose of life? And I felt really 
just empty and, uh, and really unfulfilled. And so this, this really brought me into a calling for something more kind of an asking of really, is this all there is? Show me more. Mm -hmm. And I was, what I was missing was a, a deeper spiritual connection. And I happened to, with the events of, of everything that happened after that, I moved to California from Chicago. I was living in Chicago at the time with a girlfriend. And when I moved to California, I didn't know anybody except for a guy I was dating who happened to be the last, I always say the last bad guy I ever dated because right. he was cheating on me. And I didn't know that uh, until I got there and moved there for him. So oh, um, right. yeah, right. Uh. <laughs> But he introduced me to one person that completely changed my life. And it was um, a woman that cut hair. So she was a hair designer and uh, I went to go get my hair cut and she had this effervescent joy that just bubbled out of her. And while she's cutting my hair, we're talking and I just kept observing her and watching her. And I was just so curious and finally being as blunt as I am, I just finally said to her, what do you do? <laughs> and she knew what I meant. Because I said, you're so different than anybody I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And she said, yeah, I do a form of a meditation. And she said, I have a meditation teacher that teaches me uh, this thing called light body. And I was like, I'm going to need her number. Yeah. And she, she's <laughs> like, no problem, right? So I'm dialing Melanie's phone number as I'm leaving the salon and the big clunky phones back then. This is about 25 years ago. <laughs> and um, I got in front of Melanie and I walked into her house and there was a bunch of crystals and angel statues. And it was very, what they would say, woo woo. Right. Yeah. And so I sat down in front of her and she said to me words that forever changed my life. And she said to me, your thoughts create your reality. Now this wasn't around internet time. Like this is before internet, right? There, I never heard those words before, but something in me knew that that was true. Mm -hmm. And so I said, yeah, I know that's true. How? That was my, my logical brain kicked in and went, well, how? And yeah. she said, well, you're either attracting things to you or repelling things or attracting things to you or repelling things from you by the thoughts that you think. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, how? Right. And then that brought me into this whole, like, what do you mean my thoughts? Aren't my thoughts just my thoughts? Like they're real. If I have an opinion about something that's real. Mm -hmm. And she explained to me that, no, you can actually choose the thoughts that you want to think. You don't have to just automatically think the, think the thoughts that you've been raised to think or that you've been programmed to think. Mm -hmm. So she gave me an assignment for that week to literally go home and just watch my thoughts. And I couldn't believe how negative I was, how condescending to myself I was, how judgmental and critical about myself, about the world, about God, about everything. And I realized later as I was gathering more and more information that I was really in a lack mindset. Mm -hmm. Everything I was coming from was a perspective of never going to be good enough, never satisfied, you know, just in constant worry focused on what I didn't want, looking for what's wrong and bad, instead of looking for what's right or, and good or things I'm grateful for, things that I can be satisfied with. And so that really started me on this big quest to shift my perspective, my mindset from lack to abundance. Mm -hmm. And I was about five years in to the whole process of doing this and seeing literally my life change before my eyes, the type of men I was, I had gotten to a relationship with. I was with the first like nice guy that I'd ever dated. Um, 
my body started to change. I became more athletic and fit. My finances increased, you know, like everything, my career was, was just soaring. Everything was going great, but this time I had a sense of fulfillment inside. Mm. And about, like I said, five years in, all of a sudden I was meditating one night because I had developed a night, nightly practice of meditation. And I had a, a picture of a book cover that had my name on it that said perfect pictures. And I thought, well, that's interesting because it was like this very clear visual. I've never written a book, right? So that night at 105 in the morning, it was like someone was talking in my ear, woke me up. And it was just this complete download of information that I couldn't go back to sleep. So I got up and I just started writing. And then my hand automatically was independent of myself. It was just like, it was automatic writing. Wow. And so I was up for about an hour, hour and a half, just writing, 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 went back to bed, didn't even think about it. And the next night, same thing at 105 in the morning, second chapter. So what happened was seven nights in a row, this happened. I would get up. I would just feverishly write again, independent of my own consciousness, what was coming through. And so I looked at this and said, I think I'm writing a book, right? So I reached out to an author who had just spoken at a place. And I said, how do you get a book published? And she said, go on the internet and find a literary agent. I was so literal that I was like literary agent, right? <laughs> and the first person that popped up, I submitted my manuscript to them. He accepted it. I didn't realize it was a print on demand. I had no idea about the publishing industry. And so he published the book. And then I had this book that my, all my family and friends who were not the target audience for this book, they all bought it. And then I thought, well, what am I going to do now? So I started speaking in spiritual bookstores and new thought churches and people started asking me to coach them. And I didn't even have a frame of reference for coach. I was like, what do you mean a coach? Like a cheerleading coach? I, what are you asking? <laughs> so people, I would just say, call me on the phone, right? Call, mm -hmm. call me and we'll, we'll work it through. And what I didn't realize then that I know now is that I would help them shift their energy. I would help mm -hmm. them shift their perspective. And when, they sh and when you shift your energy, everything changes because everything's energy. And so I love the feeling so much of helping another person. It, it was so rewarding for me. I felt so on purpose that I just pursued doing that. And so uh, 15 years ago, I went full-time into my coaching business. And now I'm an author of seven books. And wow, I've actually certified over 3,000 coaches through my coaching academy. So it's, it's been an amazing uh, wild ride. <laughs> oh my goodness, so much. What an amazing story. And the fact that your first book was almost just like a higher power, just telling you what you needed to say. It's so, so interesting. And like you said, when you, when you first got into this and it all seemed a bit woo-woo, how did you slowly sort of ease into all of the sort of manifesting and and understanding our higher power and all that kind of stuff how can we sort of ease into that or ease into you know meditating and things like that because I think some people when they hear meditation it can seem really intimidating what are your like how did you ease into it well yeah I mean when she when she would said oh I do a meditation I was like I was thinking of like this bearded, white bearded guy <laughs> sitting on a, you know, I was like, I never knew anybody that meditated. I was like, yeah. what? You know, I'm thinking of someone in a lotus position going yeah. on, you know, I was like, meditation, like, how is that helping? Yeah. And, you know, so obviously now we know so many years later, the benefits of meditation that there's mm -hmm. so many 
different ways of doing it. But to, to answer your question, I was in so much pain and turmoil. I was desperate to try anything. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I don't know any better. And so I, I saw the result and how I wanted to be by, by looking at Janine and she just, this, the hairdresser, she looks so happy and so fulfilled and so centered. And I was like, that's that, you know, it's like that scene on your, your young. So I don't know if you'll remember this movie, but the movie Harry met Sally, Sally. Yeah. There's a, okay. So there's a scene in that movie where right, they're at a restaurant and the, the lady says, she's like practicing having an orgasm. Right. And the lady I'll says, have I'll have having. what she's having. <laughs> yeah. And so that's what I felt like with Janine. I'm like, yeah. I'll have what she's having. So yeah. because I knew that that was the pathway to get me to where I wanted to be, I was so open, even though I walked in a woman's house that was full of crystals and, you know, statues of angels and goddesses and all this thing that was just like, this is so not my norm, right? Yeah. But, but my norm wasn't working for me. And here's the funny thing. I'm not one of these people. Someone just said that to me today. I just was interviewed on a, a fashion podcast and he's like, you, you don't seem like a regular spiritual teacher where they wear like Indian garb and you know, that kind of stuff. I'm like, I am a modern day. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I love yeah. fashion. I love my high heels. I love my, you know, my beautiful purses. I, and I, I'm a woman's woman. I love mm. going to the spa. I love going out to lunch with friends. And yet I do the spiritual work, helping people to learn how to apply the universal principles. Mm. And, you know, it's just, I, uh, but I was open, right? You've, you've made it your own. And I think that's so important, that story, because I think people are intimidated and they think they have to become this certain person or, you know, someone that they look up to. And it is, as you say, just sort of whoever you are, you can make it your own. And I always kind of felt as though I could never slow down and do yoga and meditation and all these things because I was a very high energy person. Um, not at the moment because we're in lockdown and I'm just like ISO, <laughs> ISO vibes. But I always struggled to sort of slow down. But once you start to make it your own and, you know, even just going for walks and meditating during a walk or, you know, all these different things, you can really sort of start to create your own form of, you know, meditation and, and yoga or whatever it is that works for you. Yeah. And I would love to know when you sort of started to get started in coaching how did you feel with did you feel any sort of sense of imposter syndrome or how did you get over that yeah <laughs> yeah I think any any author any coach anybody in the place where you're you know giving advice how to you know because there's this thing that we guru-fy you know people that if they're on a stage speaking or if they've written a book or if they're coaching that they have their life absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. And the thing that we have to remember is that, you know, there's contrast that every single person, like a lot of times we'll look at celebrities and go, oh, their life is so perfect. They're struggling with stuff yeah. inside of them. They've got their own, you know, demons. They've got their own points of, of their life, whether it's their bodies or their health or relationships or you know, finances, they may make a lot of money on a movie and then lose it all because they spend yeah. it all or they frivolously give it away or whatever they do, or they struggle in, you know, some aspect of a career or whatever it is. They, they also have things that they have to deal with too. Mm -hmm. And nobody is in this life perfect without contrast. Contrast meaning there are things that show up 
that we attract that are up for us to understand these are attracted from our limited places and these are gifts for us to then release. And so, you know, when someone is struggling, they've had a lot of success and then all of a sudden their success diminishes, they might feel like, oh my gosh, how could I, you know, how could I then talk about success? I'm not as successful as I used to be. Or, you know, um, at one point I was married before and went through a divorce and there was a part of me that's like, oh, well, I can't talk about relationships, right? But now I'm married, I've been married for, you know, 14 years, have two children together. And we did a series of podcasts together on conscious connected coupling because we now see what worked and what works in our relationship, mm-hmm. what I didn't know in my past relationship. So it's that idea that you have to be perfect and you have to get it right all the time. And, you know, and really making sure that you, I'm human. And that's yeah. the thing that makes me a great coach and also a great teacher is that I'm willing to say, what, look, listen to what I just did. Yeah. Right. It's like, I, I went through this and man, did I like lose it over here and here's what I did. So let me teach you what I did and let me teach you how I got out of it so that, you know, you don't continue to do, make the mistakes that I've made. Right. So you yeah. make your life gets easier because of what I did. So I find that it's best to just be open and vulnerable with the times I've fallen down mm-hmm. and make it a really great teaching point. Yeah, for sure. I think that's such a good point because I think we can get so caught up in perfectionism and making everything perfect that that just ends up holding us back because nothing is ever going to be perfect. And it's just about taking the action and taking a giant leap of faith at times. And like you said, understanding that we're all human. And that's, I think once we can have that understanding in the mindset that everyone goes through trials and tribulations, we can really start to build upon our own confidence. I would love to know what do you what are your some some of your favorite tips? Because this podcast is a lot about having confidence and building your confidence. What are some of your favorite tips when it comes to um, you know, if there's some women listening who want to build upon their confidence to maybe start their own business, whether it's a coaching business or it's, you know, it might be a products and services, whatever it is, what kind of tips would you give them to have the confidence to just start? Well, I always say that you need to ask yourself three questions. Number one, what do you want? And by asking yourself, what do you want? You stop focusing on what you don't want. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times when we don't have confidence, it's like, we, we don't know that we can do something. And so we have that little voice that comes in and goes, well, I don't know. I don't know that I don't know a publisher. I don't know a manufacturer. I don't know how to run a business. I don't know. The, the mind wants to tell you all the reasons why you're going to fail mm. instead of why you're going to succeed, right? It's, it's going to tell you all the, all the things that could go, could go wrong instead of all the things that could go right. And so that's up to us to make sure that we are directing that mind of ours in the way we want it to. Because it's that same mind that will say, you know what, you really want some ice cream. And then you'll, you'll argue with the mind, go, no, I want to stay in shape and I, I don't want to eat ice cream right now. I'm trying to, you know, watch what I'm eating because I'm wanting to get into that dress or I'm wanting to, you know, look fabulous for that event or whatever it is, or I'm just want to feel good. No, you really want the ice cream. Ice cream is really what's going to make you feel good. It's what you really need in this moment. I don't want the ice cream. So you're like arguing with yourself in your head and yeah. finally you go, fine, I'll have the ice cream. And then you eat the ice cream. It's that same voice that you big fat dummy. You said you didn't want to gain weight. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. <sighs> right 
Ask me how I know. Um, yeah. Right? It <laughs> could be chocolate. It could be chocolate. It could be shopping. And, it could be, you know, anything. Yeah. So it's up to us to manage that mind that says it's not going to work, or mm-hmm. this is what I don't want, or the fears or the worries or the emotions that come up, and to really focus on what do we want really allow ourselves to focus mentally on the what we want. And then the second question is, why do you want it? When you start focusing on really the reasons, not just, you know, maybe surface reasons, and those are great, but to the deeper reason why you want something, like why would you want to, for example, start your own business, right? Mm. I want independence. I want to own my own schedule. I want to be creative. I don't want to have a limit on, you know, what I can, um, what I can make. I want to, you know, there could be so many different, I could want to take the time off if I want. I don't want to have to boss, you know, there's so many different reasons. And when you get into that, why now you're focused on a momentum of energy because everything is energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what I teach about is the universal laws and how to apply them because they're like knowing the rules of life, right? right. Well, knowing the rules of the game. Yeah. And so when you're in that emotion of why, and then you figure out the third question, how do I want to feel? Mm-hmm. Because most of us were raised, taught by the people that were, you know, good intention people that if you want to feel a certain way, you need to accomplish or attain or go get someone or something in order to feel good or mm-hmm. in order to feel better, right? Yeah. If I just go get a boyfriend or a husband, if I just go get married, then I'm going to feel significant or I won't be lonely anymore, right? Yeah. I'll feel good. Or if I accomplish this, right? If I get this title or get that accomplishment or that 10th degree or whatever it is, then I'm going to feel. But how many times have we gotten the boyfriend and went, huh, still feeling empty inside. Maybe it's not this boyfriend, right? Mm. Maybe something wrong with him. He's not fulfilling me. Mm. Or maybe it's the money I need to make. So we go and make that level of money and then we go, huh, that's not fulfilling either. Maybe it's more money. There, it's, it's never going to be enough because we're coming from not enough. Mm. But if you're identifying the feeling, the essence of what you desire, whether it's success or abundance or freedom, independence, joy, whatever it is, you can feel that without anything changing your outer reality. Feel it first and then you draw it to you mm-hmm. versus having to go get something, run after something and then still not feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So how can we, like women in particular, how can we find our purpose and really figure out what it is that we want? Because like you said, we have all these superficial things that we think, you know, once we have a husband or a diamond ring or shoes or whatever it may be, we're always chasing that, I think, instant gratification as women. And when we are feeling low, whether we have low self-esteem or, you know, we're going, you know, through everyone in the world going through this whole pandemic at the moment and it's just like you want that instant feeling of good which you can get you know if you buy something online or you you eat the ice cream or the chocolate or all these like things that make us feel good in the moment but when those things pop up for us how can we really understand that it's coming from a place of lack and start to focus on what we really want and finding purpose in life yeah so my cliff note version to one of the most important universal principles is the law of sufficiency and abundance. And if you look at it as a spectrum, right? If on one side of the spectrum, you have lack, lack always feels bad. So 
if you're in the moment feel, not feeling good, you're in lack. You're either thinking thoughts of lack, you have a perspective of lack, or you have an emotion such as lower level emotions of fear or worry or loneliness mm -hmm. or boredom or anger. All of that leads us to doing the things to try to make ourselves feel better because that's yeah. what we naturally want to do. We feel bad. We want to feel better. So whether we go and drink some wine or drink some coffee or shop online or do any of the things, we're trying that temporary fix because we're feeling unfulfilled. Mm. And there's really one only fix for that is through energy, through, is through connection with how we want to feel. So if we're feeling disconnected, we're feeling lonely, mm. the only true answer to that is to feel the feelings of what it feels like to be fulfilled, yeah. to feel connected. Mm. Right. And so this gets into a whole other level of energy and spirituality conversation, but it's like the divine that's breathing us is our source, is our supplier, is the, you know, the one that can bring us in energy. And we're always with it. It's never separated from it, from us. Only we think we are. And whenever we're in lack, we're in separation, which feels bad. But if you're on the other side of the spectrum, you're in abundance, you're in connection, you're in flow, yeah. you're in joy. And it, that always feels good. Yeah. And that's where it's in that space that all the other good stuff that you want is coming towards you, right? Yeah. Well, there's this, there's this point in the middle between how do you get from lack to abundance? The tipping point is satisfaction, is finding what you're satisfied with. What can you find the positive aspects about, for example, the pandemic? right? What, what can you look at and go, Hey, this is, I've never had so much time to spend with myself and heal or to organize myself or to work on a project or to get to know myself or, you know, whatever it is, what positive aspects could you look at so that you're not coming from lack? Yeah. I was saying something the other day. I don't like when strangers are kind of close to me and, you know, it kind of bothers me. So I mm -hmm. like that. It's kind of forced that now everybody at the grocery store is six feet away from me. I like yeah. that. Call me crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, don't get me wrong. When I have to walk around the grocery store with my mask on, I'm just like, I can put this in my trolley and not feel guilty. I can like, you know, I don't have to address people. I love it. <laughs> Keeps my face warm in winter. <laughs> Go look at the positives. <laughs> you are the only person that I've ever said that like a like wearing a face mask. <laughs> <laughs> Only when I need to do things that I feel usually feel guilty about. But so oh. I love that you say that. And so I know that, you know, we're all going through this pandemic at the moment, but for people, you know, who are, uh, you know, going through divorce or, you know, uh, struggling with, you know, cancer and all the things that can really bring us down in life. I love that you sort of, how you put that and it's about our energy and what we focus on. So would you say things like meditation, like creating gratitude lists, journaling, like you said, you know, when you were, you just felt that energy and you were just writing, like those are the kind of tools that can kind of bring us down back to earth when we're going through something as horrible as a divorce or, you know, some form of loss or cancel or, or a pandemic, whatever it may be to really sort of see the positives and figure out what we want. And that can really get us through essentially. Absolutely. You know, I've had some pretty extreme things happen in my life. I had my older sister um, commit suicide I've had my, I have two children, they're both healthy now, but um, when one of them was two months of age, he had to be rushed to the hospital and he had to have open heart surgery and he was in the hospital for about a month. 
And the doctors had told us that they'd never done surgery on a baby this old because usually babies are a day of life, maybe to a week they might make it. Usually they die after a week if with this particular heart condition. Oh, so he was a high risk baby. And in that moment, just like I did when I found out my sister committed suicide, it was like, all right, I'm completely focused on what I want and only what I want. I turned to my husband and I said to him, we're not going to focus on who's to blame, how this happened, you know, getting angry, all that other stuff. We're going to focus on how we want to see the outcome of this. And nobody is going to be around him that has negative energy, that is fearful, that's worried. It's just going to be you and I, we're going to just surround him with positive, hopeful energy. And we're going to, you know, take care of our boys. We also had a, you know, 18 month at home and we're going to take care of Alex and, and we're going to see the two of them growing up, wrestling around together, going on vacations, going on hikes, going to Disneyland, doing the things that we want to do as a family. Mm. And there's no other vision I'm holding. And that vision and we would sit there and write lists. I'd say, okay, like he'd have to go through a procedure and we wouldn't be able to go in. And so we would sit there and it's like, let's write a gratitude list. And he's like, perfect. I'm like, okay, I'm so gra- grateful that we are at literally the best hospital for children in yeah. both North America, right? I'm, gra- I'm grateful it's only 40 minutes away that we don't have to go hours that we're able to go back and forth to see our, our son. I'm grateful yeah. that we have a nanny that's taking care of Alex while we're here at the hospital. We just went on and on and on and focused only on that vision. And so if I can do it in in the the worst, I mean, losing my sister to suicide was not a fun Mm -hmm. thing. You know, I went through a divorce. I've lost a job. I've been in debt. You know, there's been things I've lived life. I'm almost 50. And to have my son in a hospital like that, if I can apply this to this situation, Mm -hmm. you can apply it to anything. And it's true just to focus on what you want, how you want to feel. And, you know, you asked, you asked me a question that I want to just share because I feel this is an important story. You asked about purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you find purpose when you don't necessarily know it? And for me, you know, I had been um, working with energy. I'd been, you know, working with my mindset, shifting everything. So it was about five years into um you know, applying this information. And I was a pharmaceutical rep at the time and I was making really great money, but I didn't like what I did. And I felt out of integrity too, because I'm not a pill popper, right? So I take, I do acupuncture. If I get a headache, I put, you know, um, peppermint on my head. I, yeah. I do things naturally instead yeah. of taking an aspirin. Mm-hmm. I just, cause it works better. And, and I'd rather get to the cause and mass something. Right. Yeah. So here I was selling medications, mm-hmm. right. But I was making great money. Mm. But every time I went into the doctor's office and had to sell this medication, I felt like my soul was like draining out of my body. And so I said to myself, I really want to feel on purpose with what I do. But I had no idea what, what I would do in the world to make money, you know, what that would be. So I started to practice in my meditations. I would take time throughout the day and I would just talk to myself about how awesome it is to feel on purpose and what purpose would feel like, not knowing the form of what the purpose looked like. I didn't know the career, right? But I would talk about how it just feels to feel so connected and so that everything I'm doing is with purpose and I'm passionate about what I'm doing and I'm saying kind of those affirmations and practicing it, you know, mm. the ener- practicing the energy of it yeah. and talking as if it's already happened. Mm. And it was right around that time that I got that download for my book. Oh, wow. That's yeah. 
So you, you didn't even know what you wanted to do. You just know that you wanted a shift. And so you just shifted your energy and, yes. then, you got, and then it came to you. Well, the form always follows the energy. And that's what yeah. we don't understand is that everything yeah. really is energy. And if you're feeling the essence of something, whether it's success or freedom or you know purpose or passion, the form must, it's a universal principle. The form must follow some form of, of flowing of, of momentum of energy. And mm-hmm. that's what I did on a consistent basis. I could have never imagined 20 years ago when I realized I have no purpose or passion in what I'm doing as a career, mm-hmm. I have so passionate and so on purpose with what I'm doing. It doesn't feel like work to me. I yeah. love what I have to pull myself back because <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you told that story and it, it's so relatable because I think when we're in a place of lack or a place of, of, of fear and all these different energies that are, you know, in a time in my life, I felt like, you know, everything was crumbling and, and I wasn't grateful. And I had all these things going on in my life where I, I felt like I needed to start selling my stuff to make money. And I wasn't sure like where that, that money was going to come from. And then you just build upon that and you, you have less, but now in my life where I feel like I'm working, like you say, as you say, with purpose and you feel abundant and it doesn't matter like how much is in your bank account or whatever. It's a feeling of gratitude and abundance and happiness. And you, and you do see your income increase and all these things that are just a happy positive of just being grateful and happy in the life that you have and everything you have. So I love that you talk about energy and it's such an interesting topic. I could talk to you about it for ages. Um, For someone who wants to start making a change or change their circumstances, what would you, where would you suggest that they start? Would it be with that energy and the thoughts and... Yeah. So, so I always say that the first place you need to start is with your words, what you say, and not just what you say out loud, Mm -hmm. what you say to yourself. And there are certain words that pull our energy down because they're so rooted in lack. Mm -hmm. So they naturally make us feel bad. So if we're speaking a word or thinking a thought that, that is rooted, our language is rooted in lack, then we're going to feel bad and we're naturally going to attract more things that make us feel bad. So I always say you have to watch your words. As a matter of fact, um, I'd love to gift everybody a a program. It's a free program. It's called watchyourwords.com. You can go to watchyourwords.com and um, it's a 30, 30 day video series. And each day you get a video. Sometimes it's a minute and a half. Other days it might be four minutes but it has three things in each video. It tells you what the word or the phrase is that you absolutely want to eliminate and why. That's the second thing. I tell, tell you the why behind it, what it's doing to you vibrationally, and then what you want to say instead. And so, for example, I'll give you a perfect example of watching your words. During the pandemic, right, and, and people still in different parts of the world are in lockdown, mm-hmm. um, people would say, oh, my God, I miss I miss going to school. I miss going and getting a pedicure. I miss getting my hair done. I miss going to go see my girlfriends. I miss going to sporting events. Everybody talking about what they miss is making them in lack and it pulls down their energy. You can communicate the exact same thing by saying, I look forward to, right? I look forward to getting a pedicure. I look forward to going on a date with my husband and getting all dressed up. I look forward to my kids going back to school. I look forward to watching them play soccer again, 
right? It's a very different energy. It's very open and it's towards lack. It's what you're looking forward to versus, oh, I miss this. And that's just one of the 30 words yeah. and phrases. And if you just shift those, what it does ultimately as you're watching your words and you're engaged in this program and you're, you're watching, oh, wow, I say that a lot. I didn't realize that, right? You're becoming more self-aware. And when you're aware of what you say, now you can be more aware of what your thoughts are. Yeah. And then you become more aware of what your emotions are, right? And then you can become more aware of what your beliefs and your perspectives are. These are the things and the only things that we actually have an influence and responsibility on is our own consciousness. Mm -hmm. And our own consciousness is what we say, what we think, what we perceive or believe, you know, what, what emotions we either feel or don't feel. And then the actions that we take, mm -hmm. that's all we do that. have control over. That's so interesting. And we'll definitely, I'll link that program down below for everyone who wants to sort of get started in thinking about or understanding what they're actually saying to themselves and the repercussions that it can have. Because I know a lot of the people that I work with, the same thing, they think, or they say them these things about themselves or about situations like you just said, but they don't even realize that they're saying it and how by putting those things out to the universe, you're actually manifesting, like I said, more lack, more, you know, fear and all these things. And it, it's a slight change from saying, you know, I'm looking forward to versus I miss, but yeah. it's such a huge energy shift and you're so right. And everything that we say has such an impact on how we feel and then actions we take and everything in life. And it's so important. Yes. It's all very interesting. So I'll definitely link that program down below. Thank you for sharing that. Um, before we go, I would love to know, and I always ask my guests, how do you model your confidence? You know, I, I just, I'm able to be vulnerable of where my downfalls, what, what I, you know, what I needed to work on what I needed to learn. I look at everything as now, I look at everything as a gift. And so when I attract things that are difficult or contrasting or things that I don't enjoy, I'm able to be real with it and go, okay, I attracted that, mm -hmm. right? But I also know that this is not permanent. And so because I know this is not permanent and that I am creative, I can choose something else. And by looking at something, I can go, okay, this is the, this is the problem. I don't want to stay stuck on the problem. So I want to start looking for what the solutions are. And let me just list out what are the solutions? Because I always have a choice. We all have free will and choice. So I start looking at, okay, here's the issue, the circumstance, the contrast, the, you know, the conflict, whatever it is and go, okay, what are the solutions? What are the solutions to this? What are the choices, the options? And then I, pr I proceed from that way. And that gives me a lot of confidence knowing that I'm not stuck yeah. and that there always is a way out and that I can attract what I need, person, place, or thing to help me in any given situation. But if my mind is focused on the problem, I'm not going to have the confidence that I can shift this or that I can you know, do something different. But as soon as I start listing out the options, my mind opens up and then I start to settle in my body and I feel more confident. I really 
practice faith and not in the sense of like a religious sense of faith, but a faith in what I do want versus Mm -hmm. what I don't want. Mm -hmm. Because faith towards like we talked about, what do I want? Why do I want it? How do I want to feel? That shifts me in the way that I want to move. And that's how I exhibit my confidence because I'm not allowing my, you know, my old patterns or old beliefs or old thoughts to guide the way. I'm, I'm allowing myself to be ahead of it saying, no, I don't want that. I want to continue to create that. I want to create this instead. That's so interesting. I absolutely love asking that question because I feel like, you know, so many people think confidence is just one thing, but confidence is so many different things to so many different people. So I love your version of confidence. It's very interesting. Christy, I would love to know what's going on for you at the moment and where can listeners find you? So I am wrapping up my seventh book. It's coming out in April called The Desire Factor. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Super excited about it. Um, so just, just, you know, loving what's happening. I have my boys home with me. I mean, what better time as they're young to be able to, you know, spend this great quality time with them. And so I'm just appreciating that, that they're home and it's great. So, um, but you can get a hold of me at watchyourwords.com. You can go to my website and it's Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, Whitman, W-H-I-T-M-A-N. So ChristyWhitman.com. Or I'm on Facebook, Christy Whitman International fan page, or Instagram, Christy Whitman, and the number one. Perfect. All of that will be linked down below so people can find you very easily that way. Christy, thank thank you you again for coming on and sharing your beautiful energy. I really needed it today. Like we're in stage four lockdown at the moment. So I am super grateful that I can still jump online and connect with people this way and I've definitely learned a lot from you and I'm sure the listeners have as well. So thank you. Thank you, Sudia. Thank you for having me. And I'm so glad it helped. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. I found so much value and I had so many aha moments with Christy when I had this chat. So I hope you had the same feelings of just excitement for the future and what you can create for yourself and how the mind controls so much of our lives. It was, it was super interesting chat. I hope you enjoyed it. All of the links to find Christy will be down in the show notes. You can find her on Instagram. Her handle is Christy Whitman one and my handle is at by Lindsay. So definitely screenshot this episode, share it on socials. I would love to personally thank you. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And I would love if you could leave me a rating and a review. I also want to let you guys know if you are struggling with your own confidence journey, with your own self-love journey, and you're wondering where to start, I have an amazing resource. This is a free resource that I've created to really help you start to think about where you currently are on your journey, where you want to be. So it is the self-love workbook. You can find it on my website by brooklindsay.com forward slash self-love workbook. It will be linked in the show notes as well. And it's really going to help you start to recognize your worth, boost your confidence with things like journaling prompts, self-love practices, self-help, well-being, writing practices, as well as some self-improvement, personal development, and overall self-love for women. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to the link in the show notes and you can download it absolutely free. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day and I will speak to you in the next podcast episode.